The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity, presented by my favorite tequila hard seltzer, Mamitas. You guys know them. You love them. I drank too many this weekend, <laughs> which I wouldn't recommend. But Mamitas is a hard seltzer made with real tequila that comes in four delicious flavors. You know my favorite's Paloma with lime coming in a close second. Then we have pineapple and mango. Um, you like just need to try it if you haven't already. It will be the drink of the year and I am hoping to have you guys all try it very very soon and if you want to order it at home you could just go to drinkmamitas.com or order it on GoPuff which just delivers it straight to your door and get the variety pack try it out let me know which flavor you like and don't forget to tag me when you are trying it and yeah let's get into today's show happy happy Tuesday I am a little under the weather today because I think I had food poisoning yesterday, which wasn't fun. I started doing a log of every time I got sick. Around, well, I was sick from like 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. But around 3, I was like, let me write down every time I get sick. And um, yeah, it was twice an hour. Wasn't feeling so hot. So I'm a little low energy today because I didn't want to have coffee. I didn't want to have anything harsh that would upset my stomach. So I'm just kind of like, I'm just giving it my all on a 70% functioning body. Um, but we have a lot in store for you guys today. So I have an interview with my friend Rod who has come on the podcast before and you guys know how I do Sunday Scandies every Sunday on my Instagram. Well, Rod did something kind of similar where he posted one time, tell me something that's happened to you at work and all of his followers wrote in and they wrote crazy things and we dig into them on the podcast today and it sparked me to talk about crazy shit that has happened with me over the years, stories, PR nightmares, things I've never ever shared um, that my bosses have done to me the way they've mistreated me and I feel like that whole part of my life is so juicy and scandalous and I really dug into some of it so we will get into that and then I did do the Ask Alyssa with Rod so he will help me answer your advice questions and then stick around until the end of the episode because today's Spill the Tea segment there's so much to catch up on I feel like since the last time I've recorded which has been a week I have watched so much TV because a lot of the shows that are coming out now that it's the new year are episodical. Is that how you like episodical, right? Like one time a week? Oh, I have no idea. I think episodical <laughs> is what it means. <laughs> like instead of like binging them, like it's one right, a week. Right. So I watched Real Housewives of New Jersey one a week. Um, Celebrity Big Brother a few a week. Um, Euphoria one a week so I've watched so much TV and there's so much to talk about I do want to get into the Tinder swindler which reminds me of that narcissist that was in my life and Pam and Tommy Kylie Jenner had a baby like there's just so 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 much so stick around till the end um, before we jump into any of that let me catch you guys up on what has gotten me here and why I think I had food poisoning because it's been a whirlwind like 
I'm Gia and I are both like tired. Yeah, it's a it's a rough Monday. It's I'm struggling. Um, so we had our company party on last Wednesday, which was really fun. I was like, I would say I was a good amount of drunk. Like I wasn't drunk enough to embarrass myself. But I was drunk enough to have random conversations with people. Oh, yeah, same. I would say the same. Yeah, like good good little mix. Since it's like my first like company party, I was like, oh, I'll take it easy, yeah. like whatever. I go to get a drink, and I, re- I didn't even know it was open bar. And I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, yeah. Here we go. Next thing I know, I'm like seven tequila sodas in. And we're and drinking like the good shit, too. Yeah, they were like, what, what do you want? Like Casa Azul? Like whatever. I was like... Sure. Yeah, like, whatever. That's what's on the menu. I'm down. <laughs> it was so fun. It was at the Jane Hotel. And then I was laughing because Joey and I, Joey's my coworker, if you guys are new here, um, Joey and I were checking out all the guys in sales because, like, we really only get to sit downstairs with the content people. So when we see the guys in sales or the guys that just, like, work in other departments, it's so fun. It also look at the it made me realize how more – the um difference between how many men work here and how many women work here <laughs> yeah i was like there were so many random men i've never seen Which is in my life amazing for me oh yeah that, yeah so i'm like looking around and joey and i he would be like Alyssa, look at that guy's ass look at that guy's ass so then like joey and i would look and then the guy would turn around and it would just be the two of us staring i felt like i was with like my like girlfriend and we were like tattletaling about boys and we kept getting caught and um yeah it was just it was really fun um and then i did go i walked like to this bar for the after party with them and then i just irish exited because at that point i was like i'm so tired Hmm. it's been drinking since six it's 12 like I need to go home so I went home Thursday took it easy Friday the girls from the office texted me and were like hey you want to go out to dinner so I'm like yeah sure like easy like little dinner (laughs) meanwhile 10 hours later no we were literally out from same thing we had it was early reservation 6 30 I didn't get home until like 1 30 we were out all night we went to catch then we went to common ground and my coworkers are new to new york so i'm like i want to bring them to a bar that i know they're gonna have fun at and common ground's a little young for me like i would say everyone's 26 and under but i knew that they would have a great time and they sure did and we had so much fun when i was leaving oh my god sorry if you guys keep hearing something i keep dropping my phone when we were leaving the bar well, I did, Irish exited. I didn't even tell them I was leaving because my one friend left and then I was like, screw this, I'm out. I walk outside the bar and I fall alone. There's like a ditch, in, like a divot in the pavement and I fall and the bodyguard comes running up to me and like picks me up and there's a line of people. So I fell in front of a whole group of people and I was just so embarrassed so that was Friday. Saturday didn't do much. And then Sunday I had the plague. Like I was out for the freaking count. Like, oh man, I'm just, I, I've been better. But um, I did have a really interesting conversation with my therapist last week that I wanted to dig into before we dig into today's episode because I was having a lot of anxiety last week about I'm trying to think how to word this just about like female relationships and like um 
industry people and I was getting I feel like I'm sorry I'm being really choiceful with how I choose to say these things because I don't want to ever put my foot in my mouth I was getting a little frustrated and by little I mean a lot last week because I'm like do I spill the tea do I not a podcast um podcast hosts people um, I felt like we're taking my ideas and yeah. rebranding them as their own. And um, not just one person, multiple people. Like now I've seen like six or seven at this point. It's just been crazy. And you guys know, like I love my San- Sunday Scandies. I love um, doing it. I've been super consistent with it. It's something I'm really proud of. And you go through this moral like dilemma when something like this happens where you're like, as a host with a platform, do you publicly call people out or do you take the moral high ground and just realize that that's what happens and I'm sure people have felt like I've copied them or I've, you know, like we all feel some type of way and I was kind of struggling between what do I want to do? So I had a conversation with my therapist and I thought that it was really eye-opening And she, first of all, was like, you're coming from like a very triggered place. And I'm like, yeah, it's just my whole life. I've always felt really, really, really misunderstood. Like people judge me and make assumptions about me before giving me a chance and getting to know me. So I do come from a triggered place when I feel like I'm backed into a corner or I feel misunderstood. And she's like, how do you choose to handle that? And I gave her some examples of my life where... I chose to always believe in the truth comes out in the end. Like that's how I've always kind of lived my life, believing that if you just stick to who you are and you stay within your morals and you stay true to yourself, that in the end, the people who are not being that way, their true colors will come out. And it might not be the easier route because you are, you know, biting your tongue or it takes time versus just lashing out and saying what you want to say but I it, it always feels better for me to like align in my gut that way so we had this whole conversation about choosing the moral high ground versus being polarizing and it's really easy to get on a podcast or get on a platform or TikTok and be polarizing call people out by names um, want to take people down want to gossip and name people and belittle them and that gets you clicks and that gets you views and that gets you listens we've seen it happen with many shows on the internet um the shows that are like that I've believed though you lose I said you gain your followers the same way you lose them so you will gain a following for being bitchy but you will lose your following for being bitchy is how I feel Yeah, that's true. So I've chose always to be like, I'm just going to be true to myself and not call people out and not be that way. And I rather grow and gain loyal followers that know me and know my gut and know that I don't like being mean than gain followers by coming on here and being like, screw this person and screw that person. And I hate this person because, yes, that's salacious. And, yes, that's juicy. And, yes, everyone wants to listen to that. But that doesn't make me feel good inside. So... I've chosen to take the moral high ground. And the reason I brought this up is because 
I just think this is something we deal with as like humans on a daily basis where we're constantly struggling between like the angel on our shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder. It's like, yeah, it feels good to fire off that tweet and bash someone. But then after when the dust settles, you were like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Or to send that text to a friend and then you feel guilty afterwards. So I just think this is something that we always kind of struggle with as humans. And I was really faced with it a lot last week and a few different scenarios really um just like stuff at work stuff with life and like I just am gonna always continue to be myself and um yeah that's that I just wanted to talk about that because I just think it's an interesting conversation around um choosing the harder route even if it's not the most rewarding one in the like immediate it's not the most rewarding um, in like instant gratification, but it's rewarding in the long run because then people get to know you for you. And um, so I hope you guys could see that. And I know a lot of you were DMing me being like, who is it? <laughs> and then also a lot of you are so intuitive and very much like, oh, this person did this. This person did that. Like you guys know and you pay attention. So it's really not that big of a deal. Listen, we all get inspiration from each other. And I think I've done it. Like I've had accounts reach out to me since I started Sunday Scandies being like, hey, I've do- I do this and it's called something else. And I'm like, I've never seen your account in my life. So sometimes it's really just coincidence. Like there's only so many good ideas in the world. We're all going to have overlap and people are going to obviously grab inspiration from one another we all do it on TikTok on Instagram on podcast whatever it is but um yeah I've just kind of landed with the fact that I'm just gonna stay true to myself and not be a shit talker even good for you I want to be sometimes (laughs) sometimes I'm like I'm about to explode because it's hard to always take the high ground like sometimes I want I, I think about the old call her daddy episodes when Alex and Sophia would get on and just rip into people. And, like, I would sit at home and cringe because I would never do it. But then I also respected how they literally didn't care what people thought of them and they could just say whatever the hell they wanted. But I just don't think I could do that because I feel too guilty. Like, I would feel so bad. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting topic. But, um, yeah, that's that. So let's get into the interview with Rod. If you're new here, you're probably like, what is this girl talking about? So I recommend you check out my Sunday Scandies on Instagram at publicity. And we're going to talk a lot about work, a lot about things that have happened at work that are uncomfortable and some of the bullshit I've been through. Then we'll get into the spill the tea segment. So here is my interview with Rod. All right, guys, I am here with my good friend, Rod. Welcome back, but in person. Hey, yeah, in person. We only did this virtually. Which before. is so much better. And that's like when we were strangers still, kind Stranger. of. Stranger. <laughs> we were strangers. <laughs> there was a time when you and I were strangers. That's yeah. so weird to think. Yeah. Um, so I want to cover today, like, just work and stuff. Yeah. Because what you're really known for and what you really blew up for was talking about you know, stress and anxiety surrounding work. And um, I've had quite the experience. I've had, How many jobs have you had? Oh, that's a great question. So I went to school to be a teacher, actually, which is weird. Wow. So I know, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so I was a teacher, and then my friend recruited me to work at a startup. So that startup, another startup. I'm just a classic corporate millennial who uh-huh. loves startups. So I think in the past, like, 10 years of my corporate career life, I've had five jobs. Okay, I think yeah. I'm five too because yeah. I had four PR jobs and then I guess this is my fifth. Did you know the average lifespan for a millennial is 
six months at a job average. I mean, so that means there are people who are like probably years, but then. Do you know why yeah. I don't, I have such a hard time relating to the people like that. Cause we're both in our thirties yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time relating to people that are in their thirties and they're still at their first job out of college. Yeah. Because I'm like, don't you, even if it's great, uh-huh. Don't you want to like color outside the lines yeah, a little bit? Like, exactly. Get out there. Exactly. Well, I think that's the thing too is like a lot of those people, they know that they're going, they go to college, they know what they're going to be, and then they do that. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, well, I know I'm going to work as a consultant. And then they know the politics and they know mm-hmm. like, okay, well, then I have, if I start over, I'm going to miss out. I know? also think it depends on the industry. Like, if you work yeah. in finance, you're climbing a ladder. Literally. Whereas if you're in a creative field, you can kind of jump around and it yeah. doesn't matter. I was in sales. So, yeah. It's, it literally, you could start fresh and it just doesn't matter like you have two months of ramping up and then you're good to go I 100% I so I wanted to share I always like tease that I'm gonna write a book one day because I am and it's gonna be like loosely based on my experiences working in PR so I'm always hesitant to share like my horror stories because I want them to be these like moments yeah yeah. but I think I'm comfortable sharing this one even though it's one of the funnier ones but (laughs) I want to start off by sharing like one of my horror stories when I was working I was probably like, how old are you when you graduate college? Like 20, 22. 22. Yeah. So I was probably 22, 23, probably 22 actually. First job out of college working at like a really small boutique PR agency. And I got hired as the lifestyle assistant. So basically they called it an assistant, which is rude because most other companies call it like an associate yeah. or, yeah. you know, like they just like, no, straight savage yeah. assistant. That's how they were. Which though. were they, not assistant shaming. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they were very hierarchical the way they yep. moved. They wanted you to feel low. They wanted yeah. you to feel low. So That's you would the thing. work harder to get somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. So my first day on the job, I remember just being so confused because I was like getting hired for my first PR role, but I was being treated like an office manager, which I didn't get because it was such a, you've worked in startups. When it's a small environment like that, it's kind of all hands on deck, Mm -hmm. but they would make me like take out the trash and like. You were a legit an assistant. But like all of these, there were assistants across the board and like Mm -hmm. all of us had to split the responsibilities of like opening up the office, closing the office, turning on the lights, like taking out the trash. (laughs) So one day. So if you didn't show up, someone's just sitting there working in the dark for you to turn (laughs) on the lights. Picture my like surprise because I think I'm working in PR and I'm like, what am I doing? But also it's your first job. So you don't know if it's normal or not. They call it Scott. I'm like, does everyone do this on their first job? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have that experience, but I've I've heard of it. It gets worse. So. Mm One day, I'm sitting at my desk, I think, and one of the other assistants called me to, like, this office where our closet lie. Yeah. And she's like, hey, it's jammed. Like, can you help me? So I'm trying to help her, like, unjam it. We're literally, like, sticking our fingers in the printer, pulling out paper, just trying for an hour to, like, unjam the printer. And the CEO of the company, like, walks by, and I – no, I walk by, and she's at her desk, and she's like, Alyssa – what happened to my printer and my printer and i was like you know look i'm sorry i've been working on it all morning yeah, I, mean, on the, I turned on the lights and then i was working on the printer yeah. i'm like i've been working on it all morning but i'm just i'm afraid like i'm having trouble i i'm not sure i think we might need to like call someone to help and she was like go outside right now i need to talk to you so i'm like what the fuck so keep in mind it's like 13 people work in the office. So she's, they see us like walking outside. They close like a paper thin door and she just rips into me. So everyone hears me. About what? It's just us separated by a little thin door. She's like, how 
dare you disrespect me in front of the entire office like that telling me you can't fix it no is not an answer like I need this fixed blah 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 you're disrespecting me and I was like I was so taken aback yeah, I was like whoa. what so I was like I'm sorry if you took it that way but I can't fi- I, I just I'm at a loss like I don't know how I to didn't fix go to it. printer school yeah like, <laughs> like, I'm not a printer tech yeah <laughs> <laughs> printer tech and she was don't imagine you i'm here to fix your printer i was like i had like ink covering my fingers i was like i literally jamming my hands into this thing all morning i was like i'm sorry and she's like i don't want to hear another word from you so like went back into the office what are you your mom i had so much shame so i'm like sitting at my desk for the rest of the day and like everyone's just like staring at me and i'm like what did i even just get yelled at for not it's not even the fact that you were being called an assistant but then you got yelled at like you're an assistant but and, that's not what you were uh, yeah like i didn't even work directly for her yeah. oh that was my whole book is based on that job because it was it makes the devil wears prada look low-key oh my god oh it was so bad it was so bad oh my god i could keep going but i'll keep some secrets my to myself could never okay, i have what, had a bad boss though what's one of your experiences okay this is it you can stop me if this is like trigger <laughs> trigger warning. It's like it's actually really bad, and I think and our CEO got in big trouble for it. So, um, so our a company I used to work for was a startup in Chicago, and like three hundred employees in the sales team, like mm-hmm. massive, massive. And we had all hands meetings, which I don't know if you know what an all hands meeting is. It's like everyone, big company wide. Exactly, exactly. And it's just like. So everything could be an email. Like, literally, mm. you could have just listed out everything, but it's yeah. like camaraderie, you know, and we can, like, we play an icebreaker at the beginning. It's yeah, like, oh, my God, yeah. this is not kindergarten. Like, yeah. I just want to go work with my headphones in. Um, and this, the CEO gets up and just is the same, same way, just, like, pompous, had favorites, and he was, like, it was a, a job where we had to work client-facing, and, like, mm. we had to sell, you know? Oh, no. And it was, like, that... I, I was one of five guys at the company at the time as well. And the CEO was just reaming. He's like, no one wants to work with someone who looks like they haven't showered in days. No one wants to work with someone who doesn't know how to dress. And then he's like, no one wants to work. No one wants to buy anything from someone who's overweight. Is what <gasps> he said. Yep. To 300 women. So you could imagine a couple weeks later, not to, surprise, not to our surprise, not to our surprise, so, and um, we were bought by a larger company at the time. I'm trying to keep everything so not. Yeah. Right now. Uh, we were bought by a larger company at the time. So the larger company is like, we actually are just dissolving his role. And we're gonna, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're out. Yeah, so, <laughs> we will never see you again. But he founded the company. So he definitely got some stock in it. And I, yeah. oh my God, I would yeah. love to talk to Erica about this because this is what's so interesting. And she's not this way, which is why I'd feel comfortable talking to her about it. But see, I think my sister had so many like issues with like um, CEOs of companies and other people I know when you work in it and same with me and the printer woman she ran the yep, company yep. and it's like when the most problematic person is the person on top it's so hard because who do you go to yep. because HR isn't going to have your back like yep. it's such a toxic thing I've gone to HR HR my thought about HR has changed completely because I don't know I was I never had to report anything until recently something happened at mm-hmm. a job where I had to report it and then I'm like, yeah. And at the end, I'm like, great. Well, I'm, I just wanted someone to talk to anonymously. They go, oh, this isn't anonymous. Mm. And I was like, yeah, like you think it's like a therapist or something? It's like I'm coming to you. And that's what they paint it as. Yeah, a certain company. That's so, what I always yeah, thought. Yeah. So now it was my anonymous. thought, my advice is, whenever you start a meeting with HR, ask what's not what is anonymous and what's not. And they, there's even um, one of my friends had a meeting with their HR, and they said that 
they asked if it could be anonymous and they said no and so she just walked out and just like okay well, well, well I don't even it? understand like where you're supposed to go then in that situation because my yep. only position my only thing was to leave mm-hmm. because no one was gonna yep. tell her exactly. what to do exactly. so I had to leave yep and like that's kind of what happens. Yeah, it's so sad. It's, it's such crazy. a weird like power dynamic. Yeah. Oh my god. It, it was the whole room just like got quiet. Girls started crying because he said, I think he said fat, ugly. No one wants to buy anything, buy something from someone who's fat and ugly. What a gross human. The, his his phrase or catchphrase that he would say to us. He's like, you should have three things that you're doing. And it was like you know a sexy startup. Mm-hmm. We had a fifty foot bar. We were there till eight p.m. You know, um, and he's like, you should work, work out, and go out. That should be your life. What a savage. And I was like, and not me. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, um, well, I a new drink. episode's on tonight. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, I'm going to go binge watch The Office for some time. Yeah. People yeah. are, what, there are yeah. so many like work dynamics that we could yeah. dive into. So you guys yeah. know I do my Sunday Scandies thing. So Rod asked his followers a few weeks ago, like two, a week or two ago, to submit anonymous work scandals Mm -hmm. so we're gonna go through some of them yeah oh my god and um kind of similar to what i do but more pg but having to do with work Mm -hmm. and i do oftentimes get a lot of questions about stuff like this but a lot of it's like i'm sleeping with my ceo or i'm this or Mm -hmm. i'm that and a lot of it's cheating so sometimes i don't always post it but like let's dig into it yeah (laughs) so many Um, some of them are like Almost, I'm like, I can't. You saw me when I was scrolling through them. You're like, oh. Rod got like 5,000 responses. Oh, this is a good one. They said, this girl said, worked for a famous luxury brand. Girl fired for selling fakes online and posting them from the office. So she's posting. That's like so. like Fake purses, all those From the office. So they can like trace like the internet VPN. Like they they probably were able to be like, oh, okay, yep. Let's look into that. That. Had you okay? Wait. Yeah. Let's have these spark questions because they're sparking memories in me that already. Yeah. I made one faux pas as an intern. Had you ever gotten in trouble for tweeting or like posting something online at a job that you weren't supposed to say? Like from the job's account. Yeah, or, or like just while at work that they see that they're like, like for example, if you're posting on your side hustle Mm -hmm. like when you're doing tiktok but you're still working full-time are they like this is during work hours like have you ever crossed that boundary because i have i started like my tiktok and all that started like blowing up during pandemic so Mm -hmm. we're working from home so they were like are you working routed you just put up a tiktok Mm -hmm. and i was like i filmed this last night and it's it's in my drafts it's in my drafts (laughs) meanwhile i'm like spending all day filming same that's right So I didn't, I never really got in trouble. There was one, there was just talk of like, what are you prioritizing here? Mm. Um, But I never, I mean, I didn't do anything too scandalous that would, there was, I mean, I even, my, my, the company I was working for when I went viral was super supportive. They even talked about my TikToks during company meetings. Like this is what we should be doing. (laughs) My CEO bought a cameo from me to give to the office. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So just really cool. That's cute. Yeah. I I had one faux pas and I learned, I'm one of those people I make a mistake and then I learn and then I never do it again. And I was an intern at a fashion showroom. It was my first ever internship. Um, I was like a sophomore in college Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even a big deal to be honest. They made it such a bigger deal, but fashion industry is just so bitchy. I tweet like it's one of it was during Twitter days, and I was like kind of big on Twitter at the time. And it was one of those things where I just would tweet whatever came to my mind. Yeah. And I said something thinking I was being like cheeky and funny, and I was like, "When your office runs out of toilet paper, and." you need to run out and get it or something, you know? Yeah, and, like, and why are your employees buying toilet paper? Uh, yeah, and 
one the owner of the company reamed me out and was like, you're making us look bad. How dare you put something like this on a public platform? And they wouldn't talk to me the rest of the internship, this one woman. And I, to this day, like, that's not that bad. I didn't mm. say anything. I wasn't like, oh, at X showroom. Yeah. I, I didn't say anything about the company. I, I think didn't legally, even, then it's fine. But I still got in so much trouble. Yeah. And from that point on, I learned. I'm like, you can't speak badly about the place you work. Like, you can't put anything out there. Mm-hmm. Here it's a little different because we like could post stuff, but it's a different environment. Mm-hmm. But that's what that sparked in me. Like, do if you're doing something at work, you have to do it when you're home. Mm-hmm. And I, I crossed those lines too when I was um, blogging and working full time. Still, well, it's hard because even this isn't posting, but kind of the same mindset. Even when I was working for, it wasn't a startup; it was a pretty established company, but it was definitely like work. Like you work all day. It's like sales. You're there till sometimes like nine, ten p.m. Mm. at night. So there was like one time like we were doing an event and we had wine and we had leftover wine. So we just all went in the back and like cheers to a glass of wine. Yeah. And it was like eight p.m. at night. No one was around. And then we got in trouble because we were drinking on the job. I'm like, I started work at nine a.m. and I'm here at eight p.m. It's like, why can't I have a drink? But yeah, it's yeah. really tough, especially yeah, with like, social media. And like when you blur the lines of like this was to- this was a total like oh we're all family thing, which is like a major red flag in the corporate industry um, that we were like, it's just, they blurred the line so much that when that happened, I think they're like, Oh shoot, we've like crossed the line. We've crossed it too far. These people are like getting drunk. Yeah. Meanwhile, then my next startup that I worked for was like, yeah, why don't we beer too late? I was going to say, I feel like most companies encourage you to drink with your coworkers. Exactly. So I don't know. All right. Let's read another one. I have a good one. Um, An exec replied to an email about a client to the client, which (gasps) is just crazy. Okay. An exec replied to an email about the client. To, to the, the client. client. So, like, was talking crap about the client. I've had a boss do this. Yeah. The yeah. same first job. Mm-hmm. We were, she, again, treated me like I was, like, her dog. Um, Alyssa, I feel like you, <laughs> you've had a lot of bad experiences. Oh, awful. So, she, I remember I was on, no, she texted me one day, and she was like, did you just get that email? And I was like, what what email? Like, yeah, she yeah. was always, like, a fire. Yeah. And she's like, I sent an email to the client saying she's such a bitch about the <gasps> You did tell me that. She, like, she emailed the client, meaning to forward it to someone else, being like, LOL, she's such a bitch, yeah. about the client, and oh sent God. it to the client. And she's like, but I'm on the subway, and I don't know if it went through. And I was like, well, it didn't go through. Like, thank God she was on the subway, and it didn't go through. But she literally called the client a bitch. And like. This is but like she didn't see the client didn't see it. The client didn't see it. That's like that. Is there not a worse feeling? But also of texting someone about someone. That's like that. That's what I like. My body. My but skin this crawls. is when I say there's certain things you know you can't do, yeah. and that's one of them. Yeah. Like don't even put it in the email don't form email. because if you do the wrong thing by mm-hmm. accident, mm-hmm. that's bad. Yeah. Speaking of communication too, there's one that I saw that was like um, got fired for Slack messages that I sent to my coworker, and mm. people were like. What? that's crazy like they shouldn't be reading your slack messages which slack is like a chat like platform aim. yeah yeah literally it's like aim you send emojis and you like put away G-chat. messages literally and i learned in my last job it's like no you when you sign on your company you give them full access yeah. to your inbox and any communication it's company material it is and most companies don't inter- interject unless yeah. they feel there's a safety issue yes because you also want camaraderie around the office and you want yeah, you don't want to people feel to safe. feel like you're spying on them exactly but that people were just like, oh my god! So you can like tip for everyone out there. You can set most of those apps to twenty four hours, and then it'll delete everything. Oh, yeah. So that's what a lot of people do. 
I think, yeah, there is a big thing with like safety yeah. and you just really don't do anything on your work laptop. Don't you just yep. have to be careful. And yep. it's that thing that comes with age. I think, I yep. think you send the email to the client and then you learn and then you yep. never do it again. Exactly. exactly. You know, I, and, and that's that people make mistakes and some are bigger than others, but that's what I learned is I'm, I always just would, would watch. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with work, but I'll watch TV on this. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Netflix on my work computer. Cause it's not a big deal. But then I was, I'm like, no, I need another computer. Just mm-hmm. so I can like have, work-life separation as well I totally agree and yeah. sometimes like during like the holiday break I took my work mm-hmm. computer home and watched all my shows on that yeah but like that's different yeah. like day-to-day like this is my work laptop exactly you know yeah get your own all right this is a really good one you ready I think you're mm-hmm. gonna like this one okay so it says one second my vax card pulled up um <laughs> guy called in sick then the entire office in Pennsylvania saw him live on insta at a miami strip club <laughs> what idiot like like <laughs> that's like calling in sick and then like you're like at an amusement park, i mean let's know? be honest we've all called in sick and not been yeah. sick yeah but you don't those days that you're doing that you know not to post yes yeah. exactly you know Just, or go live like why are you going live from a that was song? the one thing i loved about working for myself yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to answer to anyone. So I would just like be away doing whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is the life. Literally. Yeah, just like work, separate from work. Even, you know. okay, can we talk about this though for a second? Like, why is there such a stigma around taking time off? Because these, okay, you know I'm passionate about this. Yeah, tell me all about Actually, it. Actually, um, talked about it in my first podcast episode. I'm launching a podcast in a couple of weeks. Um, but it is crazy because we we fantasize this startup culture right mm-hmm. and it's like and one of the big things that startups talk about is unlimited pto right we have that here exactly i have it had it every company in barstool might be better but it's just so it sucks so much because i've taken pto on my unlimited pto yeah four days and then two months later i'm like i'm gonna take more and like, well, you just took some two months ago where it's like, mm. I would rather have the 16 days a year Interesting. and be like, nope, I am actually legally taking the, what you offered me this like allotted frame. Oh, you that's know? really yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's different here, which I actually think it works here, but I see how with other companies that wouldn't work that are more structured. If I don't come into work here, no one knows. Yeah. Cause like, I don't really report. Well, it's also yeah. very different for, for you. talent. Yeah. Yeah. The, I agree. Yeah. My position is different. Yeah, excuse <laughs> not me. To, not yeah. to, but no, it's true because like, I kind of even though we have PTO, like I can't take a day off. Yeah, because you yeah. are working yeah. on all these. And other it affects shows. others. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's my thing. Is like when I was in sales too. It's like if I take time off, I'm losing money because yeah. like yeah. I'm not getting commission. Also, I'm like Gia's editing and producing like five oh shows. Geez. So if you're not here, yeah, exactly. Who's gonna do it? And it's like. I can't find someone else to like cover for me or anything like that. To do what you were hired. Yeah, for. yeah. exactly. I feel like whereas for me, I could like record my episodes yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's I find it to be fine. I also really haven't taken many vacations since being here. I'll just do a long weekend, and I don't even tell anyone because no one needs yeah. to know because yeah. I'm my show is handled. I'm still producing content when I'm away. Yeah. But I've had issues in the past with like. When I was working in PR, I'd be like, oh, I want to go away in March, let's say. And they'd be like, well, we have a big campaign coming up. And I'm like, so when am I never going to be able to take time? Like, I think there should not be such a stigma around people being allowed to go on vacation. That's the thing is like the, and then the man, like my experience too is always, I was getting turned 
away from taking vacations. But then the mm-hmm. manager was literally like every other month. I literally went to request time off from a manager. Like I've always worked in open workspace. Mm-hmm. So I like walked up. I'm like, hey, can I take vacation? You know, and on her computer, she's booking an Italian vacation for two weeks. <laughs> And she that's goes, the stigma too they're yeah, going away exactly and she had just gotten back from the caribbean like a week before and i was like hey can i go see my grandma in indiana for a weekend <laughs> you know and she was like she was like oh i'm sorry you actually took bto last month and i'm like what the heck it's just like it's it's almost just like a power trip everything's a power trip in the in, in it's corporate. so crazy yeah. it's yeah. so and also like look at people in europe who yeah. have to take a mandatory like what month off or something mm-hmm. and they live such better lives they don't understand why we work so much yeah exactly um <laughs> this is a really funny one. Okay. A temp got fired and stole all the birthday cards from the reception desk. <laughs> what a random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm yeah, I'm doing all these birthday cards. I'm picturing yeah. someone just like sweeping it with yeah. two arms. Oh like. my God. Oh, my manager used to eat everyone's lunch out of the fridge. That's weird. <laughs> Don't you think that's just really weird? Well, yeah, weird? And it's also bogus. It's like, no, I packed this lunch. But I think it's weird because like someone... I don't know if you guys feel this way or if this is just a me thing, but I my leftovers slap someone else's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like I don't want to like open your tin foil and see your turkey sandwich. Yeah, literally, like, it's like, it grosses me out for some reason. Me, like, you have like a whole pasta meal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just can't imagine like opening up someone else's like food. It oh just like God. weirds me the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh my God! My manager asked me to lend him money. Turned out he had a gambling problem. That's weird. But, but that's, again, she probably worked in something that I worked at where it's just like, oh, we're comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. I've lent my manager money. She's like, oh, I don't have – I forgot money for lunch. Can you – can I buy – can I – I had a me? boss once that was like, oh, I can't pay you this month. When it comes to pay, that's different. I stopped because I, like, was living paycheck to paycheck already. Like, I was making no money. I was like – And that's <laughs> just not a good sign. Like, no matter the company, they should – like, if you're going to have a company, you should be able to empl- pay your employees on time. I've had the worst Alyssa, experiences. I'm like, you should write a book. Yeah, definitely write a book on your experiences. I want it to be made into a show. That's like yeah. my dream. Because it's so wild. Like, yeah. I'm not even scratching the surface. Let's just but... have both of us be main characters. We could throw our ideas. Oh, oh my God, please. <laughs> uh, um, there's so many. I want to find a really good affair one because there's so many. Yeah, a lot of people like sleeping with coworkers that are married, which I find. Yeah. It's kind of like. it's Or it's too married. I have a lot of like too married co-workers sleeping with each other it like just makes me like i'm back in this place of being depressed like because normally sunday scandies don't get to me but yesterday someone dm'd me about this notable guy cheating on his wife who like we we all know i'm not going to say obviously and it just like made me go down a spiral of being like no one's like faithful it makes me so depressed like even the good ones are not good it's yeah. scary. It's scary. It's so scary. Oh, my God. Um, like, if my husband cheats on me with someone he's working with, I will chop his balls off. I no, want just that on like record. Just, cheating in general, like, come on. But, like, you have to – like, work is supposed to be the safe space. Like, okay, yeah. I know my husband's going to work, and then he mm-hmm. comes home. Yeah. But if they're cheating yeah. at work – And you spend so much time there. Ugh. And that yeah. – I do see how it could happen, though. Like, oh, yeah. if you're traveling and you're with someone all the time, I see how, like, an emotional affair could happen because you're – with this person more than your spouse likely or partner but yeah okay find us a good one um (laughs) guy used his biz amex 
at the strip club and had to make a PPT on why he shouldn't be fired. <laughs> so you had to make a PowerPoint on yeah. why you shouldn't be fired. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Making a deck about why you shouldn't be fired. That reminds me of uh, Hustlers. Yeah. Oh, I never saw <laughs> I didn't see that oh, either. It's so good. Oh my God. Another one. A separate person. Someone expends $2,500 at a strip club on his corporate card. People have like stripling, stripping and gambling addictions. Yeah. Oh, oh totally. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm such a, like I was such a wuss with my company card because I hate doing expenses that like I never used to sneak things. But people would sneak like crazy shit. This one says Dave Ramsey came into my restaurant and his card was declined. <laughs> no, my card got declined the other night and I was so embarrassed. There is nothing Not, but more Dave Ramsey's card? <laughs> Dave Ramsey? No, but I'll tell you what happened with me. So we were at um, the Brooklyn Nets and Oklahoma City Thunder basketball game. Mm-hmm. And I was with all my coworkers. So I was like, I'll just pick up the tabs all night. And Venmo, you guys, at the end. So I did, like, a $400 charge, a $500 charge, a six. Like, I just kept, like, going. And finally, by, like, the last one at, like, 2 a.m., my credit card company, I get a text, fraud alert. But I didn't see the text. All The guy walked over, and he's like, ma'am, do you have another card? And I was, like, in front of everyone. Is that for all of the tabs at once? No, it it was just – I think by, like, the fifth time, my card was, like, someone might be using – the company (laughs) was, like, someone's using your card in Brooklyn. Listen, you've never been to a basketball game before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They were, like, suspicious behavior. behavior, Listen, at a sports game. (laughs) But I said to my coworkers, I was, like, I'm so embarrassed. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) And whoever's, like, taking your card always has to, like, make a big deal out of it. They're, like, this is declined. Like, it's not going through. You're, like, all right, you don't have to scream. Because there's – they're so mad about their lives already probably yeah. rightfully so because people are so mean but then they're probably like yes i have I, one vengeance i was so embarrassed i was yeah. like <laughs> oh my god um co-worker i work at a hospital co-worker got fired for stealing meds oh <gasps> that's yeah. a bad one someone told me last night that they in my sunday scandies that they slept with someone and she had just gotten surgery and the guy stole her pills i i remember reading oh, that one. Oh my god that reminds me, that That's like insane. gives me like euphoria. She DM'd like, me, she goes, I'm still sleeping with him though. <laughs> I was oh like, God. oh my God. <laughs> well, so this one says, I accidentally sent my resume to my boss. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. That's really bad. There's nothing like, you always know, it's so funny, especially if you're like, working from home, when someone is sitting, like you're all on a Zoom call and everyone's in like sweats, or uh-huh. just, like, a t-shirt, and then someone's in like a blazer and a button up, you know, <gasps> and you're just like, Wait. I'm like, everyone's like, that's a what good topic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about this? When you're in an office job and you yeah. have to interview. Oh, yeah. First of all, how many doctor's appointments could you go to? How many, hair, how many times all, have you heard them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I would come in. I would change. I would go through great lengths. I would find like a Starbucks. Especially with the people you worked for. Probably, yeah, oh my God. Because yeah. if I came in, I worked in a casual environment. We would wear like wedges and leggings and like whatever, sweaters. So if I came in in like black and white suit. <laughs> they'd be like this is weird what are you doing yeah so i would i would try to find like a public restroom in the city and like change before and <laughs> after which is really hard to do oh yeah and that could be an episode alone oh my yeah. god it's crazy yeah. yeah did you like do men deal with that or no um i've dealt with like you have to come up with the reason why you're not working yeah for sure it's like oh i'm sick or Oh, but I think oh, I have a doctor's appointment in New Jersey. Yeah. I would say because yeah. I live. <laughs> oh, so yeah. then it would factor in like the time to get to and from New Jersey. I had. I would. I would definitely use my parents as. Yeah. Or I would just use a, a vacation. I'd make it a long weekend. I always plan on like a Friday. Oh, that's smart. Like, hey, can I take a long weekend and then yeah, do that. Oh my god, yeah. that was like the PTSD yeah. of that yeah, all. Exactly. Okay, let's read the Ask Alyssa's. Great. They're work-related, so there's two today. Great. So this one said, obviously I had to ask a work advice question for the two baddest hashtag 
work bosses. We're <laughs> work bosses. I wish I was a girl boss. <laughs> I'm 28 and the pandemic has really changed my work plans. I was on track for a promotion at the last place I worked, but when COVID hit, my location got shut down and I had to start over at a different location. However, I do feel like everything happens for a reason and now I feel like I'm finally in a place where things are going well. The only thing that I would like is a higher position than I am and feel like I'm more qualified and but not pushing because my company is still struggle, struggling from the pandemic. However, I've been covering duties of a position above me while my coworker is on parental leave and I have been told by the team he typically manages what I've been doing. Wait, sorry, it doesn't really make sense. He basically she's been told that she does a better job than this person. But the, she's still in her old role. Yeah. Yeah. This guy I've been covering will be back from paternity leave soon, and I don't want to throw him under the bus, but how do I ask for his job or a comparable job without doing so? It would be at least a $20,000 raise, and I've been living at home with my parents since I graduated college trying to buy a house of my own. Hmm. <sighs> I think what's hard about this one is, first of all, I've, especially right now, are we giving advice? Is that what we're doing? What? Are we giving advice? Yeah. I think it's it's really interesting because it, there's, it's such a, a hot topic of doing things outside of your job description. Mm. Again, I've worked for startups, and one of the biggest things they say they're looking for in a startup employee is someone who wears many hats, mm. right? Of course. Oh, my God, that phrase but then trauma. Exactly. But then what that means is you're going to be doing things outside of your job description. Yes, yeah, so um, right. So I think for, for this person, I would say – now rather than later especially before he comes back i was like sorry i'm not comfortable that's not my job description and then mm. if and like i know you i know you have stated this and see she should even get like screenshots or something just to have on file for herself um but she'd be like i know you have said this that i'm better than a person yeah. yeah so if you are interested in promoting me i'd be more than happy to continue with those roles but for now i'm just going to stick to my job that i currently have yeah or that and I would take the approach of, um, you know, I've been filling in this role for so and so for the last however long, and um, feel like I haven't skipped a beat. Like I, even though I'm working above my level, I feel completely qualified for it, mm -hmm. and I've had no trouble doing it. And I would love to be compensated for yeah. the level at which I should be operating, yeah. Yeah. or um, a title raise, some kind of just acknowledgement mm -hmm. acknowledgement's it yep exactly yeah. it and i think too it's again once it needs to happen before this this other person comes back mm. otherwise it's like well he's back we're back you know we're yeah back. yeah yep mm -hmm. that's a good point yeah and really if nothing does if if they stay in the current situation nothing happens make sure that they know they are, aren't going to continue doing his responsibilities when he returns mm. yeah it's like look i was happy to pick up the slack but if this you know if i'm expected to keep stepping into this role yeah i either need to be compensated yep. or title change yeah oh that's tough though because it's like but you don't want to and it sucks because that's a toxic environment as well but usually it's a bad look it's like, well it's also like how do you just be like oh no i'm not doing this when it needs to get done and you're the only person that could do it ask Alyssa. i've been at my corporate job for over six years and i'm pretty miserable i'm at the point where i should be moving to the next level but i honestly don't want to Wait, I don't get that. 
It would be a higher visibility role and a more of a behind the scenes type of person. The thought of applying for another job, even in my current company, literally gives me heart palpitations. I also don't actually know what I want to do, so that makes it even harder. I have a good salary, benefits, and tons of vacation days, so I'm hesitant to potentially give that up. I also make significantly more money than my boyfriend. That's a whole other story. So I don't feel like I could, quote, follow my dreams per se when I'm pretty much the breadwinner help. Wow, there's a lot to unpack I, I here. Like, I was like, oh, I'll talk about. That. Oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah, so I, I feel like I was first like, of all, first of all, especially if she already has stress, you know, and anxiety from applying for jobs, probably has anxiety about other things. But don't, you can't carry that burden of being the breadwinner. That's, Fair. That's gonna make your life miserable. At the end, they have to survive. But at the end of the day, you have to also do it's going to make you happy. And if there's anything I've learned this past year, it's you are never too old to make a career change. Mm. You know, That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that that's a lot of pressure to carry. And I'm sorry the person has to carry that pressure, but I, I feel like that's not an excuse to be happier in your, in your current career. And this is how I feel. I like really have always had the stance. I was kind of saying this earlier. You've been there for six years. You're saying you're miserable. I don't care if you have good salary and good vacation days. You could find that somewhere else and be happier. I always say this. Like, just be, people are like, I hate it. I'm miserable. But this is why I'm staying. It's, it's like. Security. Safety. Yeah, I get that. But no. Yeah. Because you could, you could go. How do you know if you're not even interviewing? Interview for another job. Maybe they offer higher salary. Because you're obviously going to get a bump if you're switching. Maybe you'll get a better salary, more vacation days. You can negotiate these things, and you're not going to be freaking miserable. It's like, why why um, prolong the process just because you're scared Literally. is how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, it's it's kind of like a hard to break up with someone in a toxic relationship, right? Mm. And I view it the same way with, with the job. Uh, because if you're going to have a hard time – you know, approaching them, there's all the stuff you have to go to, you have to like think about what you're going to say yeah. to your boss. And then usually there's like two different people you have to talk to. You have to talk to a preliminary person. And especially if she's this desired at the company, someone else is going to try to step in. There was one company that I told them I was quitting and I, I didn't make up a lie, but I did make up like, I, I just made it a lot more vanilla than mm -hmm. what I, I should have just said. I'm not happy here, mm. but I was so scared because we were a family, you know, that I was like terrified. Leaving, to let them yeah. No. Yeah. And so then they literally, Four directors who weren't even my directors pulled me in a room like, Rod, you can't leave. We need you here. We'll do whatever it takes. You can work from home. And this is like pre-pandemic. I'm like, it's not about – I'm like, they were saying all these things that I'm like, they would. you could tell that they were trying to get me to stay. So it's just like if you are that unhappy, you just need to power through, understand your worth and your value. And no like matter you said, what. They're yeah. If she's in this position and she's making good money and she's feeling hap like happy with her career path at least or like what she's – currently doing but not at the company she should definitely look somewhere else because she could probably get and it sounds like she's yeah. not even happy with her career path but maybe you'll like what you're doing more if you're in an environment that makes you happier yeah, exactly exactly like, I, I just i just don't believe in <clears throat> staying because it pays well yep. i think you could apply and i think you can make the same money if not more anywhere Exactly. Because what I've learned too is you're going to end up spending the money that <laughs> you're making more on on things that will kind of balance the happiness. Fill the void. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I one time quit a job and um, same thing kind of where my boss was like, what are they paying you? And it was like $15,000 more, like something a lot, you know, and she was like, we'll match it. And I'm like, you had all this to yeah, offer exactly. this whole time. Well, and now that I'm walking out the door, yeah. you want to give this to me? Yeah. So I was like, no. 
because yeah. at that point, like you said, you know you're not happy there. And you just feel like a dollar sign at that point. And then too, you also yeah. kind of feel like, why am I going to stay when you know I was just trying to quit? Like, yeah. this is awkward. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Dude, you're not going to trust me. You know? No. Now you know I'm yeah. not happy. Yeah, it's exactly. so awkward. Exactly. Amazing. Well, thank you, Rod, for giving me some advice and talking yeah. to me about work. Where you have a podcast launching. By the yeah. time this episode comes out, it, it might be out. So it, it should be, which okay. I'm excited for. Yep. It's, it's called Millennial Made. Um, TBD on days yet. I mean, I'll have more information with this, once yeah. this launches. Um, but yeah, 20 minute episodes talking about millennial culture, nostalgia, all the fun stuff that I talk work, about. Work, anxiety. Yeah. Work, anxiety, guests every episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yay. And you can follow him on Instagram, TikTok. Tell them all of that. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Rod on TikTok, just me at Rod on Instagram, and then um, YouTube channel to come. Alyssa is actually one of my first guests as well, so you'll see her. We actually talk about face. work and stuff. We which talk is about cool. work. We talk about PR a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, it was a good. It was a really fun episode. To that was really fun. Yep. I like when I could put my PR hat on and me talk too. about that. Many stuff. hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my many hat. One of my many hats. <laughs> Wait, that's a funny Love. podcast name. Many hats. Many hats. Oh my god! Yeah, when we. Let's just like have our own podcast. Yeah, that's well. so yeah. cute. Many I did hats. think I was thinking when we were filming, like you and I could totally have a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah if we, we could talk for days. City. Yeah, we could talk for days. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you'll be in New York one day soon. One day soon. Yeah. I'm trying to get Rod to move here. All yeah. right, guys, thank you. Um, I'll see you soon, Rod. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, guys, let's spill the tea. So, I watched Pam and Tommy. Have you seen it? No. It's good. I know. I feel uncomfortable about it in a sense um so first of all it's really interesting to me that you could just create a show using someone else's likeness without their approval like picture someone making a show aka or like documentary or something about your life and you can't control the narrative and you have no idea how they're portraying you or if it's accurate or not so part of me feels like it's like a little icky or something and especially because there's so much nudity in it I would I feel like in the last few weeks I've seen more penises on screen than ever before between euphoria there was something else and now Pam and Tommy there was like literally a talking penis oh, there's penis. a lot of nudity in Pam and Tommy full penis oh wow the whole t- like so, full boobs pe- like everything so. I'm like when did it euphoria g- starting a trend everyone's doing it <laughs> showing, showing the yeah, penises but, you know you know what I don't like they do prosthetic penises, all these shows. Yeah. And it's like, we have to put our real boobs out there. Yeah. Give us, show us what you're working with. <laughs> I know. I saw that clip of uh, whoever plays Cal Jacobs who's saying how, like, his penis is yeah. prosthetic. Yeah, exactly. It's it, Yeah, it's not fair. It seems like it's, it's not, not fair. fair. Because, like, they're trying to make it this thing, like, oh, like, we should normalize. Nudity. Like, n- nudity. And we show women's naked, body, naked bodies all the time. So it's like, why can't we show men's? But it's like. Well, show us the real body. Yeah, like, what, are you embarrassed? Yeah. Yeah, because we're embarrassed, yeah. too. Let yeah, me tell exactly. you. Um, so Pam and Tommy's really wild. I don't love the person they casted for Tommy because I think... Oh, Sebastian Stan? Yeah. Ugh. Well, I think the real Tommy in his heyday was more attractive than the, the actors portraying oh, it. Oh, that's a hot take. Okay, well, could I say this, though? Yeah. The actor not in Tommy Glam yeah. okay. is very attractive. Because yeah. yeah. I saw a picture of, of him not dressed like Sebastian Tommy. Stan is so hot. Yeah, and I was like, damn, he's... Yeah. I wouldn't even know those were the same people. Yeah. I, it's just like, I just don't... Looks-wise, he doesn't fit the character to me. That's all. I get that. Well, 
Also, like, isn't um, Tommy, like, super tall, tall. And skinny? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the whole... Like, MGK in the dirt was a perfect Tommy Lee, I felt Yes. Like. like, the casting feels a little off to me. Yeah. Pam, unreal. Even she's using prosthetic boobs, yeah, apparently. Um, which are so realistic. her real name. Lily James. Lily James, yeah, yeah. She's stunning. She looks just like her. I totally understand why Pamela Anderson was such a heartthrob because looking at Lily James, I'm like, of course men were going crazy over this woman. Like, she's so hot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really good watch. A little, like I said, it feels a little invasive because this is actually something that happened to them. Yeah, and I read that uh, Pamela Anderson was, like, not happy about the whole thing. She's, she said it was, like, the most traumatic time in her life. Yeah. And now we all are watching it yeah. for our enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It does feel something about this one feels a little icky totally um i watched real housewives of new jersey it's back um i thought the women were being really bitchy towards jennifer and saying that her nose looked bad i don't know it was just catty like it's just catty it's mean she was still healing um i thought marge bringing up um jet what's her name am i there is, any, is anyone home? Marge bringing up um, Bill Aiden cheating, I thought was aggressive, especially for episode one, way to open things up. Um, I think we're going to see a lot play out with Teresa and her boyfriend and um, the video of him. And I think I think there's a lot that's going to be uncovered there. And um, it's going to be a crazy season. Jersey girls, they know how to do it. They know how to do it. I have been watching Celebrity Big Brother. I had no plans on watching Celebrity Big Brother, but when I was sick yesterday, I was like, why not throw it on? First of all, I'm obsessed. Like, I didn't even think I would be interested in this show. I love Lamar Odom. I feel like he's on Celebrity Big Brother. Yes, with (laughs) Shanna Mochler, Travis Barker's ex-wife. Interesting. And... Um, Cynthia Bailey from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Teddy Mellencamp, um, who else? The guy from Night at Roxbury. Like, there's just so many people, and it's really, really wild to see all of these celebrities interact in this setting. I actually like it better than The Real Big Brother. Like, it's really fun to watch, so if you guys just need a really lighthearted show and you want to watch adults act like animals, then you should watch it. Okay, the the final two. Tinder Swindler. Did you watch it? No. I have only seen, like, one, like, 30-second promo clip on TikTok. I have no idea what it's about. Okay, I'll say what it's about because it's not really spoilers because it's facts. It's like right. they say it within the first Is five minutes. Is it like minutes. a documentary? Yeah, it's kind of like a documentary-style um, documentary, I guess. And they are basically talking about this guy who is using tinder to meet women and posing as a really rich heir and then somehow swindling them into giving him money because he's like he's coming across so rich that they believe he's rich so when he's like hey my credit card got shut down could i borrow you i'm good for it i'll pay you back tomorrow they give him the money because they're like well he's oh he flies me private right and he takes me everywhere the least i could do is loan him money because he's so generous so that's how he's like doing it okay and he's having 
all these women fund his lifestyle. And it's just, uh, you just have to watch it. Like, I won't say anything about the ending or, but it is so crazy. And it reminded me a lot of, um, it reminded me a lot of the narcissist that I always talk about because he similarly had like a lineup of women that were like, I think some, one of the girls told me she was sending him gifts and giving him money. And like, it's so scary that there's people out here like that. And I think I'm, I'm really want to get a, a narcissist specialist on the podcast because I think there's signs that you could look out for like love bombing and someone that's coming on too strong and presenting themselves as this perfect person. There's a lot that we really could look out for. So I probably will get someone on to talk about that because shit got crazy. And then lastly, euphoria. Oh, man. <sighs> I I was almost, I'm trying to think, like, I was so used to the episode following around so many different storylines and how we were saying last week how we liked it when it was one storyline. I was expecting it to switch, and it just never kept switching. And in my head, I was like, how much more shit could Rue get into? Like, this is getting out of hand. And I think the scene of her fighting with her mom. Yeah. I was like, this is so realistic because, like, I've definitely thrown a tantrum. <laughs> Not to that extent of, like, pushing stuff. But, like, you know, when you just lose it and you're like, ah! <laughs> And she was just, like, so unbelievable the way she was like playing with their emotions like being super radioactive and then being like I'm sorry that's what happens when you're withdrawing like your emotion and when you're an addict like you can't control your emotions at all so you have like intense intense mood swings and when you're withdrawing like that like you will do anything to like manipulate people into giving you what you want and you can tell like how she goes from being yeah. so intensely angry to like like so crying. like yeah it's just like yeah it was it was it was wild i was actually really happy they showed her stealing and stuff because that's the yeah, behavior of an addict yeah like she's going to the most insane length just to get like a quick fix and yeah it was just like watching it was like uh, like not painful but it was kind of just like wow like you kind of get, like, a better understanding of, like, how desperate someone becomes, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's, like, when you know someone that's an addict or something like that and you hear something about them that they did something really bad, blah, 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 and you're, like, judging them for Mm -hmm. what they did, it's, like, you don't understand, like, to them, that's, like, the one thing that they need in life, Yeah, you know? It's, like, and she's going through this, like, insane pain, insane withdrawal, so it's, like... I give them credit for really... um, like displaying that yeah i don't think a lot of other shows have shown shown it that well and um i think that zendaya zendaya is an amazing actress oh yeah she killed it last night she absolutely killed it i think even her manipulating cassie in that moment when she was she took the attention off of herself yeah to make it about nate and cassie so she could exit exactly she knew exactly what she was doing there that was so fucked up i literally like i gasped like this but also cassie took like she took so long i would have been like you guys are trusting her yeah like she had such an easy out she did not handle that well at all like 
She immediately started to cry. She didn't say anything. Like, <laughs> but you're I love, setting yourself up for failure. I love how everyone's like, okay, Maddie, it's not about you right now. And she's like, hell yes, it's about me right now. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. I expected Maddie to honestly punch her in the face or something. Yeah, it'd be worse. Yeah. Um, So Euphoria is getting really, really good now. I think just like it's a great show. It's one of my top shows right now that I'm really enjoying. And um, I still have never caught up up on The Bachelor. And I don't think I'm going to at this point. I'm sorry, guys. I've given up. I don't care. Um, It's done for me. I I don't blame you. I've never wanted to be that person. And I'm that person. And... Maybe I'll be back. I think I'll probably watch Paradise, but um, I needed to take a break, and I did, and I'm, I'm happy about it. Um, and then, oh, Kylie Jenner had her baby. I don't really feel like there's any breaking news there other than the fact that um, Blue Heart, a.k.a. it's a boy. I don't get why people are looking at that post with the Blue Heart being like, is it a boy or a girl? It's like she's <laughs> telling you. <laughs> yes, agreed. Everyone's still like, I'm not sure. I'm like, guys. She literally told you it's a boy. Yeah. And then I think Chris Jenner commented, like, love my nephew or my grandson. So it's it's a boy. Um, no new, new no news there other than the baby has the coolest birthday ever. Two, 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 two. I mean, yeah. That is just insane. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope even with my on my little sick stomach I was able to entertain you guys and um stay tuned for next week and the weeks following because I've sick guests booked I'm so excited you guys are gonna die we have some really exciting stuff coming up so I will talk to you guys next Tuesday